connection. Wow. Way to take a time to adjust your microphone. Thank you. Couldn't wait until before the action. I mean, do it before. Well, I don't think I noticed until after I said action. Also, I like having the nice comfy chair because I can like lay back and just like. Well, maybe. Does your ass hurt in that chair? No, I'm fine. Oh, really? Because I am a person. What? Yeah, I'm a person. You're a strong, independent woman. Yes. Anyway. I'm a girl bath. Hi. Hello. Ticket booth. I I was hoping that you were going to lead. Do you want me to lead? Do it. We are Ticket Booth Podcast. Yay. At Ticket Booth Podcast. On Instagram. Why? Because (laughs) we need a social media presence for our ever-growing audience. How is that? I don't know. I don't know anything about our stats, really. Yeah, me Just that we have over a thousand something listens, but that's... That would be dumb. We have like, what, a hundred episodes? Almost. We're getting close. What episode number are we on? I don't know at this one, but we're over. We're in our 80s. I think with episode 100, we should just do a our favorite movies and episodes we talked about so far. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Yeah, we should also have like six guests. I don't know six people. Well, I know. That's why it would be a challenge. To find six <laughs> people that all have the same free time to talk on a podcast? Absolutely. I don't know. I think I think podcasts still have enough of the not everyone knows what it is. So they're down to be like, oh, I'll come talk on it. Not realizing that some uh, boss down the line will hear it and be like, well, we can't hire you. Yeah. I mean, why do you think we're probably not going to get hired by anyone? I agreed. Anyway, I'm Tevin. And I am, didn't I already say I don't know, what's your fucking name? Spoilers on The Unbearable Weight of Massive Talent. Starring? Nick Cage. Yay. Nick Cage. Okay. A Nick Cage movie starring Nick Cage playing Nick Cage. Yeah, what did you think about this movie? Uh, I need you to start because I saw it back on opening weekend. I need you to start because I saw it midday and then I went and saw The Northman at night because I thought we were going to do that one as well. I told you several so, times that the Northman didn't interest me. Well, I told you several times that we were going to do it. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> and now I have to wait for it to get on some streaming service. Why? Is it completely out of theaters? It's at 10 o'clock at night and I work well, at 7 a.m. Fucking put on your big boy pants. Anyway, and I thought sleep. it was great. I love I love that Nick Cage is completely self-aware. Okay. And actually, let me look at my Letterboxd review. Oh, yeah. Let's uh, actually, yeah. If you want to follow me on Letterboxd, my name is I'm Tevin, baby. Wow. And I have <laughs> reviews for uh, Doctor Strange under the banner of heaven. What are all my reviews on? Oh, I don't know I how to work am this out. Tevin. So this baby. is this is my review on the unbearable weight of massive talent. It's lame. Some mediocre to subpar acting. With an even worse plot. I loved it. For this movie? Yep. It was so awful and I enjoyed it. Yeah. So, this movie is... uh, I'm actually kind of torn on this. I've been trying to figure out what I actually think about it. Um, Because this is definitely not a well-crafted movie. No. But is this movie... A bad movie, but it's so bad that it's enjoyable and a fun time. Maybe that's the thing I'm kind of conflicted on. So 
You're maybe. I don't know. It's a uh, so part of me is a little bit. I was a little bit disappointed in the fact that this Nick Cage starring Nick Cage. I feel like they could have gone weirder. I feel like oh, they, they could have. I mean, I feel like they could have gone more. I don't know what I was expecting. But the kind of, I think their kind of vehicle of the generic kidnapping spy save the girl plot, I feel like they should have gone weirder. And I feel like they knew that. Because in the movie, the, first of all, this is probably the most like meta self-aware movie I've ever seen in my life. But the movie itself, when they're writing a movie, it's, um, you know, Nick Cage and, um, oh, shit. What is his name? Uh, uh, it's the Mando. What is his name? Oh, Pedro Pascal. Oh, so they're writing a movie and they're like, oh, what if we do a kidnapping? You know, and um, you know, Pen, uh, oh, essentially Pedro, they're like, living, like, they're living through the movie that they're writing or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's most of the movies like kind of like, it's very self-referential and meta and well, I mean, and also Pedro Pascal is like, what? It doesn't fit. Like, it. Why would we do that? This is about two characters. Like, it just kind of feels like a generic thing. And they're like, yeah, but then it'll have something for everyone. You know, a little bit of action, and everything. And I'm like, e I feel like they knew that this, like, the kidnap and the spy thing is just kind of generic and boring. Oh yeah, no, that wasn't the point. It was, but it was we want to make fun of Nick Cage being Nick Cage. But let's I, just uh, do it with this but that's the thing is if you told me like if you were like okay i've got a movie idea nick cage is playing nick cage just like yes just like what my imagination can come up with i'm like super sold on it but what was but your imagination is limited by the amount of money that you're given to make it and I'm i mean sure... they still had a pretty decent budget for this one i mean they had but some... how much is nick cage going to charge to be playing Nick Cage. But you can't you can't have a movie starring Nick Cage playing without, Nick Cage without and not having Nick Cage. Well, yeah, but I, I don't think a Nick Cage is one to always demand lots of money because I mean that's why he's Nick Cage. He's in everything. He's in like super like low budget things. He's in big budget things. He's Nick Cage. So that's true. That's fair. I'm trying but, to look at its box box office and budget. Oh, it's still in theaters. That's yeah, weird. it's still in theaters. Um, but that being said, other than that, I, I liked a lot of the things it hasn't it. recouped its budget yet. Okay. Its budget was 30 million and in the box office, it made 28 million. Oh, yep. It's still, it's still got a little time. Uh... It is kind of going out, but the thing is, think of it like this. Like, I don't know. Like, so I, will, I do need to preface this a little bit. One, I think one of the reasons... Well, we need to talk about this. We'll talk about that movie in more in a, in a later time because Tevin hasn't seen it. But I also saw this after I saw Everything Everywhere All at Once. And that was a weird movie and took advantage of the weirdness. I was maybe hoping for a little bit of that in this oh, movie. Oh, yeah. No, you're not going to get that in this movie. Yeah. Um, would you, I mean, in Nick Cage, not that, not to I, that degree of. Weird. I did get a little bit though. So one of the things that I did kind of enjoy was Nick Cage and that weird version of himself. You mean young version young of Nick, him, where he like makes out with himself? Yeah, that's young Nick. Oh well, yeah, but it was also a slightly different persona. 
Not Dude, definitely just young Nick. What? Nick Cage has been married a lot. <laughs> One, two, three, four, five times. Five times. Damn, boy. And none of them were his playing his wife in the show or his ex-wife in the show. Wait, maybe maybe she well, I mean, was. it's it's Nick Cage. Nick, well, yeah. It's not about Nick Cage's wife well, or I'm ex-wife just saying, or like, any ex-wives. It's Nick Cage. Continue. I'm sorry. Continue. I just was like, but yeah, young Nick Cage. Like we had, I think, like two scenes with that, and that was weird. Like we had the car, and then we had the time where he like kind of like made out with himself, or his his yeah. young self made like kissed him, and then there was like a little bit of uh, at the end of like I'm Nicholas fucking Cage or something like yeah. You know. But other than that, we really didn't have m- m- much of that. I would have liked more because that kind of gets into like the weirdness and I would have been down for that. You would have liked him hanging out with himself more. Well, it just, it, it would have felt, it kind of feels a little bit pointless because we only have it twice. We have like the one brief scene in the car and then one brief scene in like a restaurant. Well, yeah, but also if they did it more than twice, the conversation would be like, why did they do that so often? Well, they could have made it like the, um, uh, I mean, you, you've seen the the movies with like the, essentially like the angel and the, like the demon. Like, like the Kronk? Kind of, yeah, exactly. We were just talking about Emperor's New Groove. They could have had something like that. And in a way, they kind of sort of did, mm-hmm. but then they didn't do anything with it, you know? Yeah. And that's the thing is if they would have done something with it, that would have been really weird and I would have been down for it. That's the thing. I feel like you have a movie again, like the pitch is Nick Cage is playing Nick Cage. That's weird. Yes. I think you gotta deliver a little bit more on the weirdness. However, I do have to say, and this is really weird to say because it usually isn't this way, but Pedro Pascal is absolutely adorable in this movie. Yes. Um, because usually he plays he like plays the, the aggressive, intense, like, more like manly man. Yeah, but kind this of one thing. he's got like childish charm and fun yeah he is honestly may steal the show i think because his performance was fantastic it was great it was also very different than what we've seen him in yep Um, and it was essentially just a running long gag joke of pascal loving nick cage yeah and wanting to make a movie that's yeah. What else do I See, when we do comedies, I never know what to say. But this is a Nick Cage movie. You should have stuff to say. I've said a bunch already. But you said like nothing. Okay. Like what with a, oh, every, I'm, oh, I said nothing. No, 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 no. No, like with every <laughs> what? Like what? with every comedy movie, <laughs> there's not we had the same issue with Austin Powers. We loved yeah. Austin Powers, but it was like, do we talk about the jokes? Do we but yeah, you it's know? like hard to re-deliver them. Yeah, but like with this one, it's similar where it's like, well, Nick Cage has a daughter that he doesn't understand. But I yeah. actually, that's something. I will okay. I do like that the portrayal of him not understanding or being able to relate to his daughter is because he's so self-absorbed. It's not mm. an out-of-touch father. It's a, I love this. I, I love, love this. this. Yeah. And he's like such a loves movie so much and yep. loves these type of movies that he's shocked yep. that anyone could have any other taste outside of his. I think my favorite punchline is uh, everyone loving Paddington. Paddington, oh, Paddington 2. Yep. It's like, what's your third favorite movie? 
He like doesn't answer. He's like, and what? then yeah, I think he's like, okay, you, he he goes off on some tangent or something. He's yeah. like, hey, not no, seriously, tell me your third favorite movie. It's like Paddington Two. It's like get out of here. There's no fucking way that's your favorite movie. It's like let's watch it. And then they're crying. <laughs> and they're crying on the couch. I love I love when and jokes then, like when good jokes go full circle because at the end it's yes, the, it's the like you can pick. I I know this is gonna sound weird, but. Paddington 2 and Nick Cage is like stoked. <laughs> yeah, he's ready. He's like, yes, my daughter likes the movie that I like. Yeah. But um, I mean, there's not like a whole lot to it. Like even the plot of Pascal's like a drug ring lord or whatever, but it's actually mm-hmm. his cousin. Yeah, can be seen a mile away. Yeah. With just well, the thing is, I'm like, basic understanding of how a how a movie like this would go it would have been interesting to see how they could have twisted like the adorable pedro pascal into like actually like the evil guy because like that's one of the things that he was like so like he had this child again childlike excitement for nicholas cage that it would have been kind of actually interesting and, and kind of terrifying if he was actually the bad guy yeah you know but they didn't do that. They did like the cousin. And so it was like, it was very much like, uh, like to me, I was like, I'd actually be surprised if he is the guy, you know, yep. is the, um, the bad guy. And of course he wasn't. Um, it was the cousin who was just generic. I don't yep. really have anything else to say. I mean, it was your generic bad guy because all their. Well, and the thing is we don't even get a nice resolution to that. We have. It ends uh, and like, it cuts it to, to the a movie. movie. <laughs> Uh, I love you, Dad. <laughs> See, that's the thing is this, like, objectively, is a terribly made movie. Oh, this movie's awful. But it, it the is, premise of it is fun. It's one of those things where I feel like it it can be a little bit enjoyable. Now, the thing is with this, like, because again, with I, I mean, I love watching bad movies, yeah. like, and then you know, enjoying the the badness of them. Yep. I mean the the room is you know the the classic bad movie of bad movies. Did you ever see that? I can't remember. No, if you I don't have it. any interest seeing it. Oh well, oh, we need to watch the room. I have it on DVD, which wow. is actually pretty badass. If I could do so, say myself. I'm proud of you. Yeah, so we should. I should definitely maybe. Nope. I'm not going to let you borrow it. You borrow things for way too long. What are you talking about? Good fellows? <laughs> Just kidding. Well, I see you like uh, once every two months. I know. But then you kept forgetting it. Yep. But you got no, it no, back no. though, right? I brought it back. I don't remember. I have to I check. Know, I know what's funny is I took it and put it in my car for like four weeks. Oh, and that's and why then, it got all wrinkly. That's not true. It was in my door. It was in the shade. And then I finally like just remembered and brought it in, I think. Because it's not in my car anymore. We should do a we should do a room, the room movie night. We should do some month is bad movie month or something. That could be fun. Um, but yeah, so like this one again, it is like the bad movie, but I would definitely I think I I hope we said spoilers. Um I think I did at the beginning spoilers for the title of this long ass title. Yeah um but like this movie i would again somewhat temper your expectations of how bad or how weird it's gonna be because i feel like again it could have been worse you know in a good way it was it's hard to like hate it when you can tell that it was intentionally bad you know what i mean and that's like it's like intentionally bad well yeah it's very self-aware but at the same time 
just the the conversation about the whole kidnapping of that not fitting and it's more of about you know two men yeah and their bromance basically and it just it would have been i mean even if it was just more around that if it was just more the nick cage and what what's it what is this character pedro pascal's character we're gonna call him pedro pascal yavi yavi yeah, if it was just more Nick Cage and Yavi bromance, like for the whole movie, I would have even preferred that. It's just the, the I don't know, like the what the shell that they delivered it yes. in was, I don't know. That was like the biggest thing that like it wasn't good, but it didn't like add to it because it was so bad. Like some things are so bad because they're just so out there and it's like, no, that doesn't work. Whereas oftentimes you can't have like a kidnapping movie and stuff like the spy thing that works and is interesting. And so this just kind of felt like a very generic delivery instead of like a bad delivery. It was just, it just didn't have anything under what made it bad was a lot of the uh, just random scenes of this or this, you but know, I think this, that, that was the point. But that, no, that's like, that was like the interesting part. Yeah. Um, like, I just would have liked a better delivery vehicle, a weirder one, a less yeah. generic delivery for the weirdness. Well, and the fact that people randomly start fucking dying and it's like, oh, well, this whole thing has been funny and now you're just murdering this cop and murdering this person. Oh, yeah. And, the CIA. Yeah. And I'm like, I'm like, I, I the, have been laughing and now it's like, oh, well, I'm in a humorous mood and I just watched this person die. Yeah. Now you feel like a. Psychopath. Which is fun that like his random missions of like like infiltrate this door and then he gets to it and Pascal's character is like uh like so ashamed of it. Mm. And then he opens it and it's just a shrine to Nick Cage and he's like, Oh, you want to see I it? straight up love the <laughs> how much for the statue. <laughs> yeah. It's like so, I paid eight thousand or something. I'll give you twenty thousand. He's like, sorry, not for sale. And the guns <laughs> work and he uses them and yeah. It's just such a good it's a good example of how to do a self-aware movie like they there wasn't a single thing where it was like we're gonna break the world with this we're gonna change everything it was just it was it it might be the most self-aware and meta movie because it's so like the movie is describing itself like oh we got to figure out how a way to end this thing and they're, they're talking about how it, it's like they as they're, they're living this quote-unquote real life that's like a commentary of how shitty movie storylines actually are yeah. but it's like they're living it but they're still commenting on it and then it happens and then yep. boom or they're in the moment it's like i i know this may be the drugs talking but we should have a drug scene <laughs> yes <laughs> just first of all i don't the, them driving on acid Ooh. oh my gosh i do love the part oh so, the, where they're where they're getting like super paranoid about yeah it, like, where they're like don't look at them don't look at, maybe like, if you laugh maybe <laughs> <laughs> yes that's super creepy saying that terrible laugh uh like again so there's like a lot of like really really good just weird funny moments but it's just again it's just not the, good well i mean good in the fact that they are so cheesy or so bad yeah. it's, it's that it's what what i mean there's a lot of movies like this where like individual parts you're like are super funny but then as a whole it's like it's like family guy where they're like cut mm. scene like they're flash scenes or whatever it is are like funny and humorous but like the whole episode is just kind of pointless well the thing is this movie 
I think would fail if it even took itself even remotely seriously. And that's the thing that Wait, I think it succeeds oh, is it doesn't take itself seriously yeah. at all. No. Cause if it did even a little bit, it would suck. And that would be honestly like most movies. Cause it still has like the generic delivery. Um, but it, it, the fact that it doesn't and it, you know, is self-aware, it does make it better, but I just keep coming to the butt. I just, I just wanted more. I just wanted more weirdness. I wanted them like, just do you want nick focus. cage fucking himself no i mean that would have been weird <laughs> i mean that would have been really really weird and that honestly that probably would have helped it in the box office because people would be talking about it you know more because that would be a sight that you would not be able to get out of your head no matter how hard you tried you know yes so like i don't know like maybe maybe there's hope for a sequel of just yavi and nick cage just doing their thing there's not going to be a sequel well you never know oh no nick cage doesn't do oh i lied national national treasure there's like three of them i don't know i don't maybe there's more nick cage just does movies that's the point is he loves to act that he loves movies so he loves to be he says yes is that the kid is what's the community bit thing where it's like is nick cage actually a good actor or genius or um like not i think is well, like yeah. is he genius and so yeah abed from community binge watches all the nick cage and he goes absolutely crazy and he can't figure it out because yeah. he's like in some movies he's amazing and great and he does this <laughs> and then in other movies it's like what are you doing <laughs> yeah exactly he's just like you can't he's like you, you got to be careful with this because he has so many movies and that's the thing is that's nick cage he he, he does movies like that's one thing i mean i thought in some ways again like the kind of like love letter to nick cage yeah that this movie was i think it was a a pretty good one as far as like oh yeah he loves he's very passionate about movies um however i do want to say i think Wait, I, read, I want, I want like, you to take a guess what how many things do you would you say nick cage 200 200 did you google it no okay well i 117 oh hold on that's stupid this last one is executive producer which means that they're just marking everything he's part of i don't like that. new actor i did nicholas cage movie count and it gave me all that shit um let me see nick nicholas cage acting count so as far as actor at least on imdb there's 110 okay how many acting credits is nick cage 100 acting well, over a hundred. Thanks for giving me a round number. You that's dumbass. a loss. No, oh, no, of course it is. Well, I'm gonna Google. Uh, what who, would be most, been in the most credited actor? Actor, and let's see. Uh, without exagger- exaggeration, Hong might be the most prolific actor in history, with more than 600 credits to his name. What? I don't know who that is. Well, the other thing is with Nick Cage is, I mean, I would say in a good like fair amounts of them he's kind of a pretty main character in yeah. a lot of them well and i think i think if not thing, the this, main this guy hong is probably i mean a, maybe he's the main oh he's got like voiceover credits and stuff oh what the hell dude i need to google this guy hong what he's in, in like mulan kung fu panda wait who does he play in kung fu panda james just, hong he plays the goose Oh, that guy? Yeah. Oh, yeah. He's also in uh, Everything Everywhere All at Once. Turning Red, The Big Trouble. Oh, he's fantastic. This guy's a fucking 
everything. What the hell? Nick Cage, move away. James Hong <laughs> needs his moment to shine. That's awesome. Anyway, the more you know. But, yeah. No. What would you rate this movie? What would I rate this movie? Yeah. I know it seems like it's early, but at this point, we've been kind of like rambling and circles. Rambling. Yeah. As, as we do. I don't know. Like, it's... uh. On an, an enjoyable scale, I'm going to give it a seven. Oh, shit. Same. Like, because, I mean, now, if we were actually judging, like, the quality of the movie. Oh, like a four. It's like, it's, it's, it's I'm pretty I'm excited bad. for in 10 years when I watch this again, like, how people that loved Pineapple Express or movies uh, like that are you like. You think this is going to be a movie was hit. fantastic. No. You don't think it'll have a cult following? No. No, I think it will. But I mean, oh. like. Pineapple Express and stuff. Yeah. I don't know if you watched it recently, but it sucks, Dick. I Those, think I, yeah. But I, you know what I mean? Like, at the time, it was like, this is the funniest shit ever. I have a feeling that this is what it's going to be like, where in the moment, I'm like, this was hilarious. And then mm. in the future, if I watch it again, I'll be like, I don't know why I thought this was well, funny. Some things kind of get like a cult following, and then they actually have a reason, if that makes sense. Like the Big Lebowski? Well, yeah. Like they, uh, or like, um, let me think. What's the... Uh, Shit, I, I, I just had it on the tip of my tongue. I just forgot it. Um, fuck. I, I I was just about, well, right before you said the Big Lebowski, I was about to say it. Tron. It's not Tron. But it's, um, it's like, I don't know. What, I, what I said movie the, has a cult following? Who's the, who stars in it? Um. Oh, Idiocracy. Idiocracy has a cult following? Oh, yeah. I, oh, I guess that movie kind of sucked dick. Well, it, it, it kind of flopped and then it got the like, cult following over the because time, it was strangely accurate. Yeah, over time it's just become more and more accurate. You're just like, holy shit. Yeah. And that's the thing that's kind of funny about it. It's, it's a shit movie, but it's like the fact that it is so un, like it's, un, it's uncanny. Yeah. Uncanny Valley. But um, <laughs> so you would rate it a seven? Yep. It will be interesting to see. Well, the, well, just a point on what you're saying as far as like this Pineapple Express funniest movie. I, I definitely think the um, what is funny changes. Obviously, like what is like just due to various factors. What ages well, what doesn't. Yeah. I mean, that's comedy in general. So that's definitely going to be a, a factor. But I don't know. I'm I'm curious if this kind of has a a, a life after, basically, like a, a life after the like if it's a continuous thing. Yeah, if it's like oh yeah, the Nick Cage movie is like it's like a think of it as um what's the um societal like impact or what's the cultural impact? Oh, so it has that's what that's what I was looking for. Like it actually is like something that people refer to. The my my thing is is. I mean, I think it has the potential, but it may not specifically just for the fact of like the kind of generic plot plot, like yeah. with the kidnapping that I think that would hold it back. I mean, that's... it doesn't it doesn't really do anything new that a lot of cult following movies get. Yeah, because, again, a lot of the cult following movies kind of get weird. They get experiment. They're yeah. new. And that's kind of why they oftentimes flop is because there's no there's one not... wants it. And then people start being like, well, oh, I just wait, want... this is actually I want something cheap and entertaining. And they'll like pirate a movie or, or whatever. I want something new. Yeah. And so that's where they, they kind of start to get their, you know, other life and their cultural impact, you know, which is interesting. I wonder if it's like, if like, if you make, if you're a big studio yeah, 
and you make a movie, is it sometimes nice to get it as a cultural, like a cult classic because it may have like flopped initially, but it could have been flopping in a year that you were succeeding, but now it gives like some sort of funds down the line. You know what I mean? Well, I think with a studio, you're all about trying to make your money, money back, back as, as fast quickly as, as possible. possible. That's fair. Cause you're throwing millions of dollars at yeah. it and nothing is worse than missing millions of dollars. Yeah. You don't want to bet that, Oh, maybe eventually I'll make money on this. Yeah. That's, I mean, especially with studios nowadays where they're kind of getting so big that they can't really have a complete flop. Yeah. They at least need to make back their their money just for their operating costs to keep the lights on. You exactly. Know? Um, and that's why I, I don't know. I keep uh this one who who actually made this? Was this a big studio? Uh I know Nick Cage was a producer. Yeah. And let me oh fuck Amazon. I don't want to open you up. Um, the unbearable weight of mass massive talent. It yeah. was Lionsgate. Okay, so semi big, not super. Oh, who's the director? Tom Gormakin. What else has he done? I was going to look that up. He's done that awkward moment, Ghosted, which I remember seeing an oh, ad for. That's what I was going to say. So with this movie, they um, the director I believe like pitched Nick Cage, and he turned it down multiple times. One of the reasons specifically because the Nick Cage in this movie, it was so much is so unlike the real Nick Cage. He didn't want to play him because he's like, if I'm playing myself, then it's not really like me. Something like that. Yeah. So I don't know. Like this one, maybe I mean, I would very much be down for another Nick Cage movie playing Nick Cage. Just turn up the weirdness to 11. Just just go for that, you know? Yeah. I feel like that has a lot of potential, still does. And I feel like it has untapped potential. I mean, mm-hmm. again, this movie was still entertaining, even though like I started to kind of lose interest during the generic parts. But as soon as it was like more of like the weird like meta shit, I was I was more into it. When it got near the end, it's like, oh, we gotta save them. I'm like, okay. I don't really care, but okay. You know? Yeah, because I feel like with a kidnapping movie, you gotta be at least a little bit more invested in like who's like kidnapped, you know? Yeah, you gotta but care. You're not. I didn't really care. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, like we. I mean, his daughter was, but we got a little bit of her. Yeah. And I, I mean, it would have been more interesting. I mean, it was more interesting with um his uh his weird like prosthetics and stuff with his face and you moved in like that. I guess that Wait, was interesting. What? You... what made it interesting. The kidnapping part is oh, when he oh, tried oh. to save her yes, with the yeah. prosthetics and had to yeah. change who he was. His real acting chops. Yeah. But I think we rated sevens. Sevens. Is that it for this movie? Uh, Yeah, I guess. You get, do you have anything else to say? Don't say I probably I guess. do, but I don't think of anything of it right now. So, I always have stuff to say. So the answer is no? At the moment, no. Should I end it then? Yeah. Or do absolutely. you want to end it? No, you should do it. Cut. Cut.